Good morning. This is Christine DiGiacomo, and today we're looking at 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 6 through 9, and I've entitled this, The Wisdom of Narnia. True, we speak wisdom among those who are mature, but it is a wisdom which does not belong to this world, nor to the rulers of this world, whose extinction is inevitable. But we speak the wisdom of God in a way that only he who is initiated into Christianity can understand. A wisdom which up to now has been kept hidden. A wisdom which God foreordained before time for our eternal glory. A wisdom which none of the leaders of this world knew. For if they had known it, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. But as it stands written, Things which eye has not seen, which ear has not heard, and which have not entered into the heart of man, all these God has prepared for them that love him. Well, good morning. Here in this passage, Paul distinguishes between different kinds of Christian instruction and different stages of the Christian life, kerygma and didash. Kerygma is the Greek word for the teaching in the early church that covered the basic facts of Christianity, the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus and his coming again. The other kind of instruction was didash, Greek, for the explanation of the meaning of the beginning truths. The second of these clearly built on the first. Without the first, the second would be confusing. Without the first, the meaning of the facts of Jesus might not seem relevant. Right now, I think of a businessman who surrendered his life to follow Jesus in the last two years. Before he made that decision, he would have had no interest discussing the deeper things of the faith, nor would they have made any sense to him. Now he does, and thank God they do. To be clear, Paul is not suggesting a class system among Christians, but rather a description of what stage they find themselves in their faith experience. The NIV says, But we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery. The use of the word mystery in verse 7 is descriptive of the fact that the things of God are mysterious to those who are not in relationship with him. William Barclay said this, What Paul is saying is, we go on to explain things which only those who have already given their hearts to Christ can understand. Kind of helps to make it, make it clear. There is a wisdom that all Christians have who have the Spirit of God living in them, but they must yield themselves to His will and ways rather than following the dictates of their own wills. It takes some ambition on our part to walk in the ways and wisdom of God. Do you remember the children in C.S. Lewis's Narnia books? It was not until they walked into the grand wardrobe and stepped foot on the other side that they came to know and experience the magical land of Narnia. Here's the thing. If Lucy and friends had contented themselves with playing the child's game hide-and-seek in the racks of coats in the wardrobe, rather than looking at what was beyond, they would have missed Narnia. It is in the land of Narnia, or more specifically, in relationship with our Lord, that we begin to experience grand and glorious things. Paul quotes Isaiah, Things which eye has not seen, which ear has not heard, and which have not entered into the heart of man, all these God has prepared for them that love him. Do you love God? Well, you might say, I think so, but how do I grow to love him more? 
My suggestion is consider who he is and what he has done, how unabashedly good he is, and then risk trusting him with yourself. See how he comes to meet you in relationship. Love comes, love grows, love abounds. Just as the children of Narnia were completely taken by the world that awaited them, so too you will be, first in relationship, then and forever. If you'd like to see this in its entirety, you can go to pastorwoman.com, click on the morning briefings, and look for the wisdom of Narnia.